Welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. I'm John Williamson, the host of the podcast and founder of K-12 Food Rescue, an organization founded in 2007 committed to empowering people to lead the food is not trash movement in their schools. Today I'm joined by Audra Schock, K-12 Food Rescue leader in Noblesville, Indiana, and founder of Fueled for School. So Audra, welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. It is an honor to be here, and thank you so much for inviting me. Well, you're so very welcome. So, Audra, let's give our audience an idea of how you and I first crossed paths with Food Rescue, even though we'd never met before while you were serving with the food pantry in the Hamilton Heights community. Right. Um, I was invited to a meeting about um, Food Rescue that was going to take place, or that did take place at the Hamilton Heights Administration Building. Mm -hmm. Um, You were there to talk about food rescue. And again, I was invited to go and we met and um, I was so inspired by your message that day and um, was just determined to do what I could to help, you know, make sure food rescue was going to happen up there. That's a great, great memory because it it got going so quickly after that. So after seeing that passion, um, in in hearing about K twelve Fist Food Rescue, you know we got things kind of going there. But your daughter Gloria did a class project on the subject of school food waste, and it kind of poured gasoline on the fire of to, of our mission to empower students to lead the food is not trash movement. So, can you tell everyone exactly what she did? Um, yes. Um, once the food rescue program got started up at Hamilton Heights, Gloria um, would often go and rescue the food um, from the schools and then we would take the food to the local food pantries so she you know saw what food rescue was all about um and then um she was in class and her teacher gave the assignment to make a public service announcement um Mm -hmm. regarding the environment so when gloria got home from school that day she told me I know exactly what I'm going to do for this PSA assignment. I'm going to do it on food rescue. And um, then she did the entire video on her own. Yeah, I saw it the first time after she had turned it in. So that's how that happened. So I'm going to try to remember here. She would have been around that time 12 or 13. Is that? Yes, she's seventh grade, I think. And make me feel old now and tell me how old she is now. (laughs) She is now going to be 20 this year. Oh, my <laughs> makes goodness. Me old too. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel old, too. Yes. So, you know, what's funny about kind of recounting that story is from my perspective, um, from my perspective, Gloria's video will always be the blueprint um, for students making their voice heard to inspire change. Because the images of food being wasted um, combined with the real face of, faces of students saying we need to stop wasting food was the most powerful means of communication kind of on the whole subject of food waste. And the whole student as a leader aspect of K-12 Food Rescue really started with Gloria's video in 2016. And there's currently 55 student leaders featured on our website um, who've made uh, similar kinds of videos and taken some sort of action to lead K-12 Food Rescue programs in their school or within their school districts. So when you sent that that school video project from Gloria, would you have ever imagined it would have inspired so many students around the country? Not at all. <laughs> that is really amazing. I didn't know there were that many um, 
I, I mean, she does inspire me. She inspired me then, you know, she still inspires me and I, that's amazing. But yet it's, I think that, you know, young people, they understand and they care about, you know, hunger and the environment and they really get it, you know? So, but that, no, I had no idea. You, know, you were just kind of doing, amazing. you were just kind of doing me a solid, huh? Just letting me know what was going on. <laughs> I'm like, I was, wow. I was like, I was like, look at this. I mean, I felt, you know, so inspired after hearing you that day at Hamilton Heights. And I was like, look at this. She is so inspired by, you know, food rescue and, you know, your mission. And I just wanted you to see that. I had no idea, you know, it would be shared past you, you know. Yeah, that, that, I think it's been viewed over 10,000 times, I think. And it was set on the front of our webpage for many, many, many years. Um, kind yeah, of as kind of as crazy. the original student video that was made, and like you said, what was yeah. so cool about it was she did it, you know, really herself. It wasn't any kind of high production, you know, and which it kind of made it. <laughs> it gave it. It gave. It, well, it was high production, I guess. That's why it impressed me. But just the fact that uh, it had that home quality, you know, to it, and the content right. was so good. Right, and she held. I didn't even hold the camera. I mean, she <laughs> would balance the camera on something, and she did all of that on her own. It was yeah, that was pretty neat. So I know you went on to Noblesville School District and helped a lot uh, with the Hinkle Creek Elementary in establishing their K-12 food rescue program, but I know it also led to you starting a program called Fueled for School, and I wonder whether you could tell us a little bit about Fueled for School and how it came about, and what are your hopes for that program? Yeah, well, Fueled for School, actually, I can't claim credit as the founder, I really I always say that I'm Christina Trusty. She is an amazing kindergarten teacher that I work with. Um, she's the founder. Um, but she uh, saw a need, like you did, you know, saw a need that, um, you know, there's kids that are getting enough to eat over the weekends. And um, she did a little research, and all the other school systems in Hamilton County have some kind of um, weekend backpack program. And, um, she, I remember her coming to me and she said, Hey, you know, do you think that's something you know that can happen here? And, and, um, we started talking about it and I said, you know what, when things, when you see a need, a lot of times things fall into place, you know, things, things work out. So it kind of started from there, but what field for school does, um, they provide uh, meal packs over the weekends and the breaks, um, you know, for students who are facing food insecurity and it's all, you know, completely run by volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the goal is that no no child in Noblesville is, you know, hungry over the weekends, you know, or while school is out. So it's it's a great program. Yeah. So where does the food come from for Fuel for School? So the food is um, donated. We have the school food drives. Mm-hmm. We have scout troops. We have real estate agencies that do food drives. You know, so we have a lot of donated food for food drives. Um, we do get monetary donations from the community. So then we are able to buy the food. Um, this year we got a, we had a um, grant from Meyer, So that's been a huge blessing to a lot of different places. And um, for the, uh, the first time this week, um, typically the um, it's interesting how with food rescue and then fuel for school, Food rescue um, goes to some pantries, and it's kind of established, um, you know, going to those pantries. But this week there was an overload of applesauce, so we did get some food rescue this week at Field for School. Oh, (laughs) how cool, some crossover, yeah. 
I know some crossover happened. Um, so that was really exciting, but it is really, um, a community, you know, a community run thing. The, you know, packs are really the whole neighbor, you know, healthy neighbor thing where people here locally donate and then, you know, it goes to our friends and neighbors right here. So pretty amazing. So currently is that is fueled for school focused on getting established at Hinkle Creek and then maybe spreading, or is there, are there other schools that are involved in it as well? Mm-hmm. It's in all of the Noblesville elementary schools and at um, the two middle schools. And we've opened up for, you know, if the high school does have need, we, you know, would be available for that. So it's, it's already at all of the um, Noblesville schools and it's typically about, you know, 300 to 350 children um, receive a meal pack each weekend. Um, but during, you know, when school went remote due to the pandemic, you know, it was as high as 600 kids oh, some weeks, yeah. Um, yeah. that we were serving. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's in all the schools currently in Noblesville. Yeah. That just seems like such an enormous undertaking to pack all of that. I guess I would ask you, you've done both. It, it seems like there's a lot more work to field for school, it, or am I missing it, or is it pretty, or is it similar? A lot more work as in... Volunteer, um, vol- volunteers to pack the stuff together. I'm just curious. Cause... Yes, um, that's interesting. Uh, I guess I haven't thought, well, I guess I was, thought about that. Let me be more specific. Like I know that, that K-12 Food Rescue, the kids help a lot, right? You know, yes, so. yes. Right. I think that the, that's one thing I, I often think about food rescue is it's so easy and it's such a huge impactful thing, but you're right. It doesn't take a ton of volunteer hours. You know, the food just, you know, and in the case, you know, where I've worked, it's, it goes into a cooler right there in the cafeteria and then it, it gets stored. And then a volunteer just, you know, you, you can count it. Like we have kids who count it and, you know, have put it into your amazing tool, but um, then it just goes to the pantry. So it's, it is, it's a really easy thing to do, you know? So, so how many volunteers would it take to start a field for school program from what you've observed uh, in one particular school or is it, or is it all done out of one location and then distributed it's, to all the others? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, field for school. Um, it is, it's all done from one location. Oh, and it is, I see. Yes. Yes. So we, we pack and we actually just pack every other week to try to make it more efficient because everybody's a volunteer. Right. So yes, we pack it all. And then we have, so on some nights, you know, pre pandemic, I mean, we, we could have had, you know, 30 people, 50 people show up and we would pack and we would sort and we would, you know, we don't send out food that's expired. So we would, you know, check expiration dates and sort by date. And so it is, there's a lot of moving parts. And then you have um, volunteer drivers show up and then each, you know, you have a driver for each school. Mm -hmm. And then um, we have uh, volunteers from the limitless program um, and they go around and pick up the crates that were at the school. So you're right. It's a, it is a, pretty big undertaking but it, it's all done at one location so. that makes sense now i was trying to yeah. visualize how all the logistics worked for it so right so tell me if the if the pandemic has impacted either program i know hamilton heights where that where you know you had started originally still donates the back of the cafeteria items but i know that they've discontinued rescuing the unopened and unpeeled food for now um according to patty <laughs> you know who we worked mm-hmm. with and was instrumental in helping us get started there yeah, Patty. She, Patty is amazing. Yes. yes. Um, 
Um, definitely, uh, the COVID pandemic has impacted both programs in so many ways. I bet you and I could talk a long time <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, when the, as you know, when everything started with the COVID pandemic, food rescue was immediately, you know, we stopped yeah. um, at the time and it, and it impacted Fueled for School too. Um, I remember, you know, being told, hey, we don't know if it's, you know, the COVID virus is on surfaces or so there was a lot of concern and a lot of things that were not known. So, you know, food rescue stopped, which was heartbreaking, you know, because then again, you're seeing food go in the trash and it's just, you know, after knowing how that food is, you know, so helpful in the community and it's just, it was sad. So, um, yes, it's the pandemic's definitely impacted um, both programs. Um, Noblesville just, it was so exciting, um, just started rescuing the unopened food um, from the student trays again recently. That's uh, so news. that's, oh, it was just, it's, it was amazing to see again. So it is started again there. So hopefully, I don't know, you know, about Heights, but hopefully um, other schools will be able to start doing that again. Well, it's just inspiring to hear the ones that have restarted. I know it's it was a big challenge to even get through that time. So just to just to right. as school slowly get back to you know, some sort of normalcy, it's just a it's just a pleasure to see that that uh, continues on in Noblesville anyway. Um, right. Yeah. So I know the students. Well, well, let me ask you this: What's your experience with the K twelve Food Rescue online tracking tool that we offer for free? Um, and if you think that the students seeing those numbers you know, translated into meals and environmental impact. You think that's valuable in helping students understand the importance of not wasting food? Oh, I definitely, I think it's hugely valuable. It's, um, it's even for me, you know, not just the students. I think mm. um, we actually, um, I know at Hinkle Creek, our director of food services put the numbers up on a refrigerator back there because it's so you know, inspiring to see. You see the food, but to know, hey, this is, we rescued this many meals. That's, you know, very impactful for the students and the staff and, you know, all of us. And it's so easy to use. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to ask you. It's easy, right? Yeah, it's It's so easy and it's fun. You can add the picture and, you know, when the kids did the uh, photograph, they were always excited to see who would end up in the, the, you know, middle of the picture there, kind of picks one so anyways yeah really easy to use so i know the students at hinkle creek um, have actually taken some trips with uh, to their food pantry partners to see um, how the food is distributed do you think that uh, that impacts students to connect um, which you know you like kind of like gloria had a connection you know Mm -hmm. to seeing it happen do you think it helps them connect on a deeper level with what they're doing uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it's one thing to talk about it. You know, it's another thing to actually go and see, you know, this is the pantry, this is where the food goes. And um, I think it's very impactful, you know, to see that firsthand for sure. Mm. So, yeah. so what advice would you have for people interested in approaching their schools about starting share table programs and food pantry relationships to discover healthy food that's unopened that might be otherwise thrown away? Well, like I think most people who, you know, work in the schools already, you know, see the food waste and are probably excited 
to even just learn, you know, that food rescue is an option. At yeah. least, you know, that's been my experience. So I guess I would just say it's, you know, it's really easy to do. You know, maybe it seems, you know, when you're starting something, you're not sure. But it's once it gets going, it's easy. And, you know, you're helping your neighbors and the environment. And, um, and it's a lot of fun, too, you know, in the process and a great learning experience. Well, it's been amazing to see your journey from Hamilton Heights to Noblesville to Fueled for School. And I just so appreciate you joining me today. And um, if there's anyone that's interested in learning more about starting a school food recovery program um, in your state, um, could they reach out to you and how might they do that? Absolutely. Um, My email or text message too, I suppose, or whatever, whatever would be easiest for them. Um, uh, my email is audrashock at gmail.com, and that's A-U-D-R-A-S-H-O-C-K at gmail. And then um, phone, I'm better at text, um, 317-371-6394. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Audra, for joining me. And for sure, thank tell Gloria that I said hello, and thanks for what oh, she did so many years ago. Oh, she'd say hello back and really thank you so much for inviting me and you take care. Thank you so much. Thanks. Mm-hmm.